Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. Good morning, and welcome to Real Presence Live. We're broadcasting today from our studio up in Fargo, North Dakota. I'm one of your hosts, Teresa Curley, along with Roxanne Solomon. Great to be with you today, Roxanne. This is so fun because, you know, even though you're, you've heard our voices, we have heard each other's voices, yeah. <laughs> but never seen each other in person. So to be in the same studio is a joy. So really welcome is. to Fargo, so even fun. though I know you've been here a couple weeks. But Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. But uh, we have a great show lined up today. Yes, it's going to be fun. It is. A lot of life and a lot of just um, encouragement of what's happening in the church today. So I'm Indeed. super looking forward to it. Do you want to start us off with the glory be? Sure. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it so was in the beginning, beginning is so now, and ever shall be, world without, without end. end. Amen. Okay, so this is kind of fun because you're one of the hosts, but we're going to flip it around and you're going to be one of the guests this morning. Too, yes, I'm taking off to... one hat and I'm going to put the other one on now. So now <laughs> I have my author hat on. Perfect, perfect. And we have another guest on the line, Patty Armstrong. Good morning, Patty. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. It's fun listening to you two getting to know one another. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a fun morning. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you for having me on. Well, Patty, we're going to talk about a book you co-authored with Roxanne, but first, could you tell us a little bit about yourself? Well, I live in Bismarck, so Roxanne and I got to know each other because we were both Catholic writers, and we were actually featured in a Mother's Day story. And Roxanne, if you know Roxanne, this is like so like her, she thought, well, hey, I should get to know her. So she reached out, and uh, Roxanne, I don't know if you can remember how many years ago it was, but it was a long time ago, and we've been friends ever since. Um, I'm, I'm originally from the Detroit area. I lived in a few other states, but we've been in North Dakota for 32 years, and we raised our family with 10 kids here, and I'm a Catholic writer. Wow, that's awesome. And, oh, uh, I should say I have a TV talk show host, uh, also, um, Ladies of Another View, on Back TV, so i got to mention that. Well, so we're talking about many hats. You definitely have many hats. <laughs> yeah, in yes, fact. definitely, yeah. I was thinking about this morning how we would introduce ourselves. And, of course, one of the things is we have 15 children between us. But uh, as Patty is very uh, much a, a go-getter, she doubled my five. And so she's got 10, <laughs> and I have five. She, she's, she's always so energetic so (laughs) (laughs) well if you have 10 you better be energetic because you're going to be in trouble otherwise that's right that's right (laughs) okay so why we're having you on today ladies is you co-authored a book that's coming out this summer um can you tell us about this patty do you want to go first um i will because uh roxanne once again her reaching out enters into the story um, so we are very serious about our Catholic faith because we're Catholic writers and mm. <laughs> Catholic radio and all that. Um, so we discovered that not all of our kids had stayed Catholic, and that was a point of 
concern for us, and we would often pray about it. And and we know it's happening in, in a in, in a big extent in our culture today. But I, you know, it's, that doesn't make it any easier right. because we are very serious about our faith. We believe that the Catholic Church does have the one true has the truth, and um, we want to bring them back. And we've gone through reading everything that's out there, listening to people, praying. And we've learned a lot over the years um, just in terms of what we need to do as parents and really go deeper into our own faith. And Roxanne approached me with the idea of doing a book together. And I said, well, I'm going to wait until all my kids are back. (laughs) And she said, no, I don't think we can wait. I think Mm -hmm. this book is needed now. And I finally did agree with her. And... um, and so now we have this book that's coming out August 27th. Wow, that's so exciting. So, like, what's the significance of August 27th? Is there... <clears throat> well, it is St. Monica's Feast Day. So oh. um, and initially it was going to come out earlier. And then as things go right now in the world of book production, there was a delay. And okay. we were delighted with the, the actual release date. In fact, we, Patty and I were working feverishly. We had three months to put this book together last summer. Wow. And, and um, so it was it was intense, and we learned so much. We continued to learn throughout it, and it was a labor of love. Um, and we finished on August 27th was the day that we finished, and we didn't even realize at the time. And then it, it occurred to us as we were talking that day from our different places in North Dakota what the day was. And so St. Monica and her son, St. Augustine, have really followed us through this whole journey, and the Holy Spirit for sure, too. Mm. So the book is uh, called What Would Monica Do? And it's being published by Ascension Press. They actually had the idea, which isn't surprising, before we came up with it ourselves, because it is such a huge issue right now. Every time I turn on Catholic radio, pretty much every day on any of the talk shows, when there's callers calling in, someone's calling about a child who has left the faith and lamenting that, and what do I do? Mm -hmm. And we're we're both in that situation as well. Um, In fact... We realized at one point that our friendship really was kind of cemented in part by that issue. It was also all kinds of other things. We have lots of things in common, as Patty was saying earlier. But I would go to Bismarck to to visit my mom, and Patty lives just a couple blocks from my mom. And so we would go walking around the golf course near her house and, and just, you know, share prayer concerns with each other, and and it was a safe place where we could bring all kinds of different things about our family. You can imagine 15 kids between us, life gets a little bit messy, (laughs) and so you need someone, you need need someone, I mean, and God brings us our friendships, close Mm -hmm. people that we can share those things with, and and just not everyone's going to understand those situations, but Patty and I were able to really understand each other, pray for each other. That's really what it was. We have a very prayerful relationship. But we realized this common thread that really was um, grieved us together. And, and we, we, we talked about that, and at some point, Monica entered the picture. Mm. Okay, so let's back up just a little bit. Um, Patty, could you tell us who St. Monica is and why? Like, why are you asking the question, what would Monica do? Like, what's the relationship there? The relationship is, among Catholics, a lot of people know that St. Monica prayed for 17 years for her son, St. Augustine, and that's the key. It's a saint. He became a saint, even though he was quite wayward. And in our investigation, because we knew about St. Monica, but we really did a deep dive into who she really was. 
And what was amazing to us is she's not that different from us. And even though St. Augustine was born in the late 400s, 5th century, um, died during the 500s, and the, the world was very different, but the things she dealt with were so similar. <laughs> we even begin with our introduction. You think you're talking about a story of today, but it isn't. It is a story that took place during the last, uh, the, towards the end of the 4th century, where her son went wayward, kind of got involved in a New Age-type religion, comes home with a child and a woman he's not married to, and she's not quite sure what to do about that. And it, it we could all relate to that situation. And so um, St. Monica, the book is not a biography, and yet it is, because she accompanies us through our own journey mm-hmm. with our children. But it isn't just about Roxanne and me. It is about so much more, from devotions to Scripture to interviewing other people and sharing other stories. So you you have everything in this book. And you know why we wrote it? Because nobody else did yet. <laughs> so we thought, we need this, and I guess maybe we're writers, maybe we should write it. Sure. Wow. That, that's really inspiring. Like, um, I know I can relate to this. I'm not a mother, but one of my sisters has left the faith. And, you know, like, especially in recent times, watching everything that's going on in the news today, my friends that I grew up with, faithful Catholics, um, like went to daily mass and stuff, they're taking very polarized views on the current events and what the church is teaching. And it just shocks me because we have the same upbringing and it's just like for the grace of God, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm sure this is like resounding with a lot of people. So Roxanne, how has St. Monica been an inspiration in your life? You know, I think her love for her children. Mm. And she had more than one, you know, there were three. And so a couple of them stayed in the faith and we have that same situation. Not all of our kids have left. And we'd like to say, we believe that they can still come back and we pray for that every day. And in doing that, we actually realize that we need to deepen our faith. Mm -hmm. And so in the end, I know I'm not really answering your question, but in the end, this book is more about our faith and our relationship with God and the fact that we gave our children to him, and he can journey with them at this point even more than we can. But we stay in our place, and we have ways that we can relate to them and increase our own faith to draw them back to his heart, because our hearts are connected to our children forever, just as St. Monica's was connected to St. Augustine. And one of the things I love about her is she was tenaciously seeking him, but in the end, it wasn't her that converted him. It was God and the other people that were placed in his path and her heart and her prayers. Mm. There's so much more. And Patty and I learned so much through this, didn't we, Patty? It was just, uh, we grew we so did. much. Yeah. It, in a big way, it was not a conversation. You Parents or loved ones, you get frustrated because you think, I have the truth. If I could just get them to <laughs> see it. And what I have discovered as a writer over the years, and I know that Roxanne has encountered this too, that, you know, I have... I have spoken to the heads of pretty big organizations whose whose mission is to spread the gospel, and they have family members that they can't convert. So you realize, okay, we have to go deeper, that this is going to be the Holy Spirit, this is going to be of God, but what do we need to do 
in the meantime. And sometimes there is a little housekeeping maybe that needs to take place, forgiveness, um, you know, treading lightly or in a different way where you don't think it's all on your shoulders, but you place it in God's heart and trust that that he is going to be the one that handles it. And we just need to go deeper in our own faith. And something that two big things in the writing of this book is when we did a search, there are people giving advice on how to keep your kids in the faith. And none of it is bad advice. It's all good. But they haven't had children that even last home. And it's, it's hard for parents who will do anything they're told to do. If they think God wants them to go to the next step, they'll take that step. And they thought, have already followed all those things. Mm-hmm. And yet still we have different results. And we have priests. I know many, many priests whose parents didn't even try. They didn't even raise them in the faith. And now they're priests. Mm-hmm. And so you realize there are pieces bigger than what we can control. And, and the other thing is, there are so many people in Catholic media, in Catholic ministry, that we are amazed at how many people that you wouldn't expect are in the same situation we are. Um, but it becomes very sensitive because you're not quite sure how to, how, how, you know, how to live that and who to tell. Mm, for sure, and I feel like that's an important aspect that you know, you need to keep focused on too. Is at the end of the day, it's not anything you really do, but it's the Lord's power. So you need to keep turning to Him in complete trust and faithfulness. If, if there's one word we can say that journeyed with us, it's humility. Mm-hmm. Because watching a child walk away is a very humbling experience. Right. And it is a grief. And so that's one of the things we wanted to do is offer consolation for others who are going through this and maybe don't have a safe place to bring it. Because it is, it is something that's very close to our hearts, and we also don't want to do anything that would compromise our relationship with our dear children that we raised up to God and said, thank you for this gift, and we, we give them to you, you know, and we have to keep giving them over to him over and over again. It's a very humbling experience. We want to encourage other parents who are going through this, grandparents, that is the next step now. Grandparents mm-hmm. are grieving that their children aren't baptized, and Patty can speak to that on the other side of the break, because she's a grandparent and I'm not. <laughs> so. All right. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Roxanne Solonen and Patty Armstrong on their book, What Would Monica Do? So stay with us after the break, and we'll continue the conversation. Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Do you know a priest who has made a difference in your life or at your parish? One who has helped you through a loss, discern an important decision, or celebrated the sacraments with you and your family? Real Presence Radio would like to know about these amazing priests. Visit our website at realpresenceradio.com contact to nominate your priest. And each week on Real Presence Live, we will recognize one of our priests with a dozen donuts generously donated by a local business. Help us honor our fathers by nominating your priest today. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges, we want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA or 
make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get started. I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director of Riverview Place. I've worked my entire career in healthcare as a social worker in the hospital, skilled nursing, and hospice settings. I love my job. Not only do I get to work with a caring, dedicated team that displays human kindness to every resident, it's a privilege to offer seniors a lifestyle that reminds me of what it felt like to grow up in the small rural town of Buffalo, North Dakota. To join our faith-based community, call us today for a tour at 701-412-1952. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And thanks for staying with us on Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts, Teresa Curley, along with Roxanne Saladin, who's right now sitting in the interviewee seat. (laughs) And we have Patty Armstrong on the line. And uh, before the break, we were talking with them about the book that they co-authored and it's coming out this summer, What Would Monica Do? And, you know, the best conversations tend to happen over break right. <laughs> when we're off the air. And, uh, Patty, you were sharing you were sharing something about what you're doing right now in the middle of this interview. Um, could you just elaborate on that a little bit for our listeners? Well, I, I pulled off the road so I could do this, but I'm headed to... Um to spend some time with my daughter-in-law and two grandchildren as he gets done with his soccer practice because um, Roxanne and I know that, and and we've come to learn in a deep way, that really it's about relationships. And I mentioned before, you're not going to convert somebody through a conversation. We want to. We think we have brilliant reasons Mm -hmm. for being Catholic, but that wall goes up and you realize you, you trust in God, you put everything in God, and that our job is to work on the relationship, to love our children. Um, and sometimes that does mean that we have to avoid habits that we've maybe slipped into, of either criticizing or trying to tell them what to do when they're not listening, because that's not effective. It just puts that wall up ever higher. Um, and maybe forgiveness, because something that you're holding so near and dear to your heart, maybe there were arguments, um, or maybe not, maybe just that difference of opinion. Um, but really, it boils down to relationship, and that's mm-hmm. when, when you've exhausted all your arguments, because you got to start out that way, you know, you got to have those conversations, but when they're not doing any good, and maybe they're doing more harm, then your focus is the relationship and to love them, but we talk about this in our book, too, but not to compromise your own faith. Relationship doesn't mean going along with the culture and acting like everything's okay, so sometimes it is a fine line. It's not an easy solution where, oh, I do this instead of that. You know, you want, you want to be who you are. You don't want your kids to have any question in their mind that you are fully Catholic. Um, but even today, sometimes that gets a little confusing. Um, but anyway, getting back to your question, absolutely, it's about relationship, and that is something that uh, Roxanne and I support one another in and often pray about with each other. Not only that, but we prayed for everyone that needs this book while we were writing it. We now 
have a, a community on Facebook that is designed to offer that, you know, companionship and and it's growing and people seem very grateful to be able to connect. It's called Catholic Parents, What Would Monica Do? Um, we have a couple of questions. If you want to go there and, and enter our group, we can update you too also on the book, which we wish we had a link for to pre-order. It's not quite ready yet, but um, if you go to ascensionpress.com slash Monica, you can get signed up for uh, an uh, email alert so that when it's ready to pre-order, which it should be in early August, um, you'll be ready to go. And uh, we do really feel like this, whether, Teresa, you know, you mentioned your sister, I have that situation as well. Um, it's not just for parents. We've discovered as we were writing it, um, I think it could almost touch the heart of anyone who has lost any loved one from the faith and who is lamenting that. So just to put that out there, because I know that there's many, many people in that situation. Yeah, I was going to I was gonna ask about that, because everyone knows somebody who's right. lost the faith. Right. Sometimes I have met several adult children who are praying for their parents. Mm. So we assume it's the parents, and so many times it goes in the other direction. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, in fact, we have a story towards the end of our book that uh, that is about a daughter praying for her parents. So, yeah, it, it, it can it's all different directions. The fact is, there are people that have walked away from this beautiful gift that God wants to give us and give each other. And and so, how do we how do we wait mm. prayerfully, and 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 how do we interact with with our dear ones? Mm. So, what do you Thanks hope? So much. Yeah, go ahead, Patty. <laughs> I was going to say, so much of the book, um, there is that element. There's this camaraderie with people who are praying for a loved one. But so much of the book really is about going deeper in your faith, whoever you are. If you're if you're not married, or if you you know, we have, we have a chapter on spiritual warfare with exorcists and um, somebody who works on the deliverance team, Kathleen Beckman, um, priest, and going deeper in your in your own devotions and prayer and fasting. And so really it's about not thinking you can control the world, but to grow deeper in your relationship and your walk with the Lord. And that applies to all of us. Mm. So I'm curious about how the book is set up. Is it um, like meant to read a little bit every day or is it something you like read straight through? Um, Like kind of what's the, what's the hope for readers? Like how should they journey through this? The first part, we kind of even kind of cover the culture and that element of it. I mean, we are battling a fierce culture right now. And Mm. so we have that also. And that needs to come into it, too. Um, We kind of start out with something happened where we saw on Facebook, someone was saying, oh, all these kids are leaving the faith. There was a study done, right? And someone said, oh, well, they would have had better parents or better parenting. And that's kind of how we start the book is saying, well, there's more to it than that, and that's yeah. not really fair. To that's just, a lie that can dig into your heart. Right, exactly, and just make it even worse and, 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 and make it an even longer, bigger divide. So we kind of start by articulating the issue as, as we saw it and as we were exploring it, and then we go into some of the deeper things in the culture, and then we end in with hope, just giving tons mm-hmm. of hope. And, um, oh, it's, it's hard to describe, but there's like three different sections of uh, kind of introducing, kind of walking with, and then leading into the future with hope. So, um, yeah, it's not a, a – you could sit down and, and just plow through the whole thing, and I think that there's so many things you can take away from it. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't. I, I just think it, the timing is right. Our, our publishers are saying this isn't even something we have to sell hard because hearts are ready for this mm. kind of resource, and so we're just delighted to be able to 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 have written it. And also, this is the very first interview, <laughs> so Real Presence Radio gets the exclusive here on All this. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Where we're we're letting people know about it. So well, it's beautiful too. You mentioned you have the community on Facebook for people to come together and discuss that, and I feel like that's an important aspect because there's so many people who are in this situation. They just feel isolated and alone, and they have all these questions and they have nowhere to turn. So not only are you providing them a resource with like your own experiences and the experiences of others, but then you're also providing them a community to sort through it with and to talk about it and just share their experiences and realize they're not alone. Right. And the other thing about it is, you know, sometimes you'll have books and you have the expert writing the book and then the people receiving the, the expert advice. Mm-hmm. We're in the trenches with our readers. We, we need to read our own book. <laughs> you know, I, I'm eager to like read it again and, and learn from it because um, we're, we're, we're right there with we're in the veil of tears. Mm-hmm. Right. So we're not up here. We're like down here with our readers. So I think that gives an authenticity to it that maybe not. All books have, but we're, we're excited to share that. And But we're continuing our own grieving journey mm. and also a journey of hope. Mm. So, sure. Patty, what? And, and it, yeah. and it, oh, I'm sorry. I was going to say an interesting aspect of that community is it's already starting to form in a new way. Some of the people that are well-known that we've asked to endorse the book have said, I need this book. Wow. Um, that have surprised us. And some of the people in the book actually are quite well-known, including um, somebody who has a long-running show on EWTN, whose kids left and did come back. Um, but he said, I, I said, I bet you never thought they were going to leave. He goes, no, I thought if you raised them right, they would never leave. And so there's just a lot of um, eye-opening and a lot of quiet and silence sometimes about people in Catholic ministry and Catholic media, because then all of a sudden you feel that it's putting you in an awkward situation um, but I'm going to be on a on a show related to Divine Mercy next week. And I said, I mentioned the book, and he says, I need that book. Mm-hmm. And so we are finding out, just as we go forward, even with letting people know about the book, that people are reaching out to us. Um, so it's, we yeah, so we are seeing that there's going to be a big need that's going to be met for a lot of people. Well, Patty, what are some of the... What are some of the things that you hope readers will take away from the book? Um, I will hope they take away the name of one of our chapters, Worry is Not a Prayer. That we could be going in the wrong direction and not be productive. That um, worrying too much is not going to do anybody any favors. We can offer that up. I have a lot of uh, inspiration from Jeff Cavins is one of my favorite. I've, I've co-authored books with him, and he talks about uh, not worrying and trusting and prayer and, and thanksgiving and praise that we give to God during this journey, that God is putting so much consolation, and we have so much to be thankful for that we have to realize that's a real powerful part of practicing our faith. And every the deeper we practice our own faith, the closer we get to God and the more we can bring our children back into the fold is just working through God because he takes everything we do and we can thank him and praise him. You know, even Roxanne and I, we could sit down here and, and list all kinds of ways that we've been blessed 
through this journey, you know, beginning with our friendship. And now this book has come about. And the book was not our idea. <laughs> it's like, okay, God, okay, God, if you really want us to do this, we'll do it. And that's why it was such a blessed confirmation for us to finish on the Feast of St. Monica. Because we think, okay, that was not a coincidence. That was a God instance um, confirmation that, and we're being blessed through it in so many ways. And and I just hope people can know that they're not alone because we had each other and not everyone has that. And, and we want people to know that they're far from alone. And also, just as Patty was talking, you know, our, our sourpuss face, I think that was one of the things that Pope Francis said, you know, like we can't like share this joy of Christ if we're, if we're sad all the time. The tears are going to happen and that's an important part of Monica's story too. But there's joy, and we can live that joy even as we're waiting and praying for our children. Beautiful. Beautiful. Well, ladies, the time has flown by. We only have a minute left. So um, could you just repeat again, how can our listeners find out more about the book? And do you have any final thoughts or reflections on it? Again, you can go to um, ascensionpress.com slash Monica to get signed up for the email uh, notifications for when the pre-order will start. Um, It's officially going to come out August 27th on the Feast of St. Monica, and so we're going to be probably back on Real Presence Radio to share more and maybe do some book launches around North Dakota, and would love to have people come out and meet us and get a copy of the book. Super fun. Well, thank you so much, ladies. Um, We're excited about this book, and we look forward to having you on again. Thank you. Thank you so much. Patty, God bless your day and your travels. Take care. Thank you. God bless you both. Bye-bye. All right. We're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to talk about what exciting things are happening in the U.S. with Roe versus Wade turning over. (laughs) Live, engaging, and local. This is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 